Welcome to another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? I know in the title it says that Matt and I got into a fight. I can't remember the last time I was this upset at him. And when you hear the reason, you're probably going to be scratching your head. We talked about Gordon Hayward too because there was an article recently written that we wanted to touch on and kind of dig into a little bit. But of course, we're talking about a last dance and all these different things that have popped up from it. And it turns out that... Uh, Matt doesn't, so Matt doesn't like Nick Wright. I think Jay Williams might be my Nick Wright. We'll get into that more. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to the show. We're also on radio.com, wei.com, and you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at 5outpod. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. Yeah. We haven't had much Celtic stuff to talk about since the uh, league went on, hi- went on hiatus. So when I saw that Jay King and Hollinger had written something for The Athletic about uh, Gordon Hayward and his future with the Celtics, we got, we absolutely have to start with this today because we're as much as we're an NBA podcast, we're Celtics first, and just everything's been bulls lately too, which I know you've been all happy about and whatnot. Um, I that's gonna, yeah, I enjoy it. We we don't get talking like when it comes to current basketball, so we have to relive the glory days, Nick Fryer. It's yeah. it's a dark history in the last twenty years, so we got to go back before the millennium happened. It has been, that's for damn sure. And, and, and guys, just so you know, to everybody listening, Matt will be on a little bit later on in the show. He had a, apparently an emergency market basket run that he had to make. So he'll, you'll hear his voice like midway <laughs> through the show. Um, but when it came to this Hollinger, this Jay King and, and Hollinger piece, John Hollinger piece, excuse me, uh, they were talking about Hayward's future with the Celtics. What does that look like? Uh, will he stay with the team? Will he opt back in for the $34 million? Will he opt out, go somewhere else, or will he opt out and then re-sign with the team? Re-signing with the team would be the best thing for the Celtics. And for Hayward, in some ways, it might be too, because as much as he'll lose some money with that in signing a deal like that with the Celtics, he'll get some more security. But then I was surprised when I saw in this tie, and I think it was Hollinger that included this little fact, the Heat might be a team that try and bring him away from the Celtics. How do you like that fit? It's a good fit for them, but I, I don't think – I mean, Hollinger pointed out it can't be the number one option. The crown jewel of what next summer's class is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee is probably going to do everything they can to keep him, throw every cent they have, try and build a roster around him, probably try and slip him some money under the table, whatever. But Milwaukee is going to do everything they can. Miami probably can offer the, in terms of the money that Milwaukee can, but in terms of a chance to win – with Pat Riley on South Beach with the Miami Heat, that team is ready to win if you add Giannis on there. And um, I think if you're the Heat, you don't go to Hayward unless you know Giannis is out. Well, and uh, okay. I think I, I agree with you. Yeah, if you can get Giannis on any team, you want to get Giannis. But do you really think that Giannis is going to end up going to Miami? Because I don't. I think Giannis, I think Giannis is leaving. I, I, would, I would be more likely to bet that he's leaving than staying. Okay, but don't you like think- I, I, I don't think with Miami no. being the lead choice. Yeah, I don't, do you think Miami's lead choice or do you think that Golden State's the lead choice? No, it, it's got to be the Warriors. Yeah. And that just kind of tells you, I mean, there's no like real, like, 
I don't know who the Giannis reporter is. Like, like Windhorse is LeBron's guy, and so is Dave McMenamin. Like, I don't know who Giannis's guy is, but there's going to be some sort of leaks in the next year. Or so I know we're getting a little bit off the Gordon Hayward stuff now, but there's got to be something like some sort of leaks in the next year about what Giannis wants. Is it the money? Is it the chance to win? Is it to play with his buddies? And like in terms of Gordon Hayward here, he seems super happy. So I don't know why he would go to Miami unless it's for money, which he could probably get very similar money, if not less in Miami, probably mm-hmm. as good of a chance to win here in Boston as Miami. And so like, like John Hollinger pointed out in the piece, like the reason Al Horford opted out and then took less money was because he was probably unhappy playing with Kyrie Irving. And like, that is a scenario you rarely ever see in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward's not doing that. He's not that unhappy here. Danny Ainge is like his pet. Like Danny Ainge loves Gordon Hayward. He's going to do what he can to keep him here. And yeah. like, and I think they throw out an extension of like a hundred million dollars for three or four years, mm-hmm. just tack three years, the final year of this, what, $35 million left in the deal. Mm-hmm. They could do that, but I don't know. To some of my long lengthy answer, I've been rambling. My God. Right. Um, I would say, I'd say Miami. No, do not go after Gordon Hayward. He's not worth $30 million in any team. He's not the he's not the piece that puts you over the edge. That's Giannis. Give me three guys at ten million dollars a piece as opposed to Gordon Hayward for thirty. Well, I think that I mean, look, if if Giannis leaves and if you're right and he does and he goes to and everybody's thinking he's going to go to the Warriors, I would think that the Celtics and the Heat, yeah, the Raptors are still in there too, I guess. But Celtics, Heat, and then the Nets when they get Kevin Durant back and you have Kyrie Irving healthy, those are the four teams. But even then, if the Nets, as much as I think the Nets are good, if it's just those two, I think that the Eastern Conference is wide open between those teams and the Sixers if they can figure their shit out. They have the talent, at least. I don't know if they can all mesh. But it's it's a, it's a competitive conference, but there's no one favorite where right now you look at it and it's the Bucks head and shoulders of everybody else. As much as they think they're beatable, they are the clear favorite. Next year, we don't know what Kevin Durant looks like necessarily. Is he going to be 75% of what he was? They'll be good. They'll be contenders to win the conference and maybe win the finals, but they're not a lock by any stretch. So if Hayward goes right. to the Heat, that could swing things. That, that could seriously hurt the Celtics, and it could seriously help the Heat. Not going to put them over the top, but I think that, yeah, you're right. If you can get Giannis, go for it. If you think there's any you know, some semblance of a chance, do it. But I just don't think there is. I think he's he's either Milwaukee or he's Golden State. I don't know who else is in the running right now, but it seems like to me, I would think it's just those two. You think there's no and chance if, of him if, saying uh, Milwaukee? I, I wouldn't say no chance, but like I think if there were three teams, you would say are the contenders. Number one would probably be Golden State. Mm-hmm. Two, I mean, seems to be Milwaukee and three, or two is probably Milwaukee, three Miami, like neck and neck. But it seems like Golden State is like, I don't know, clear-cut favorite seems to be the correct choice of words but like everyone's tying him there like the major insiders are saying like they're gonna make a run at him like if they knew there was no chance and he wanted to be there long term they wouldn't throw out that possibility right Mm -hmm. no you're right you're right so that so let me ask you this then if he goes there because this is my this is what i've been kind of wrestling with is accepting Giannis going there and Giannis is the guy who's been saying i don't like to train with other guys i'm gonna play with like play against excuse me they get he's not He's not like that. He doesn't want to be buddy-buddy with everybody. But if you go and do what everybody called the weakest move ever out of Kevin Durant, if you go and do the same exact thing and play with those three guys, Draymond being the third, who got bodied by Charles Barkley's highlight reel, 
how do you how do you feel about Giannis at that point? Because I would lose a lot of respect if he went to Golden State. Yeah, it'd be a tough look for him. You know, Mr. Optics going away, we'd probably say it would be very similar to Kevin Durant. But, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. Obviously, he never lost to them in the finals after a heartbreaking loss, basically a choke job, and then realizing he could never get over the top against them. So it's a little bit different compared to Durant. But there is... Yes, true. Yeah, I, I could see him catching some, some, some flag for that. I could see him catching some flag for that because he hasn't won one. He, he probably will never win one in Milwaukee because how is he ever going to get a free agent to sign that? Like, you need a legit number two in this league now. Like, he doesn't have a – does he even have an all-NBA player with him in Milwaukee? No, he has, he has Middleton with an all-star. That's it. Right. And I, 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 there was a stat about, like, the only players to ever lead their uh, their team to an NBA title in the last 30 years without a teammate as an all-NBA player was, like, Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was, like – like in the <laughs> last like thirty years, it doesn't happen. It literally doesn't happen. There might be like one or two other guys, but it's like Isaiah and like maybe one other guy. You need two All NBA players to do something in this league. Milwaukee's not going to get that. I don't know how they get that. See everybody, if you learn one thing and make sure you teach the, the make sure the younger athletes are listening. If being an asshole pays off, because then you don't need that second superstar. Yes. Be buddies with your teammates and treat everybody else like dirt. And then you win, and and you don't have to deal with extra divas. But I think, yeah, it's look, it is definitely tough to go and get a, another superstar to go to Milwaukee, and every and with how much Middleton's making, and him probably thinking that he should be, you know, all NBA type guy, and is a number two or what? It, he's their number two, whatever. I just, I but I think you know when you look at Brooklyn, and I get it, Kyrie is his weird thing about it, and Kevin Durant. I mean, as much as they're in New York, they're still the Nets. And I, co- I know I cover them and everything, but I don't look at the Nets as they've never been this destination type team and you were able to get guys to go there. I just think that with the right person there and the right guy committed to a team, then you can still get that second star. But Middleton's the – I think Middleton's more the problem so in a sense than necessarily the franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree with you there. Middleton's a fine player, but he's a number three. He's a number yeah. three on a legit – title contending team and that's so weird to say because like the bucks are clearly the favorites in the east like would have ran away with it probably would have beaten the celtics in like five or six games if those teams met in the eastern conference finals but we're literally saying like they're not good enough they're not good enough but they clearly were the the top of the crop in the eastern conference and we're like ah you know like they're not good enough all they have is middleton it's like what they have in terms of the roster construction, like they're hitting threes, they get rebounds, they play super fast, they play defense, but they just don't have that second star, so it's hard to buy into them. But no, no, I think you, you, you Celtics, I still think I still think they could contend for a title. I just don't. I, you don't. I think it's. I, I I think your point's valid, obviously, with the, the All NBA team and stuff like that, and not having a second guy. Yeah. But I th- I don't I don't I'm not writing them off as you know. If, Play continued. It's the favorites are the Clippers, the Lakers, and them for sure. I'm, I might even pick you know three teams in the West before I would pick Milwaukee to win uh, against the Western Conference team. Who's the third team? Don't tell me it's the Rockets. You've got to be kidding me. I'm just kidding. The the Lakers and Clippers though, if you put them in a series against the Bucks, you would probably pick both of them over Milwaukee, correct? I would te- yeah, I would tend to pick them over Milwaukee. Yes. Gun to my head. That would, yeah, I picked the Clippers at the beginning of the season, so I think this is a perfect time then, to bring. One, one, one quick question before Matt comes in: Who is that third team in the West? The Lakers, Clippers, and then Denver. 
I'm not, I'm, not picking, I'm not picking a third team. I wanted to know who you said you had a third team. So that's why I wouldn't know if you were picking the Rockets. It's def- no, definitely wouldn't uh, be no, Denver. No. It, 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 it's clearly two, and, and there, there isn't a third right now. I'm just trying to shit too much on Milwaukee, apparently. No, we kind of no, got away I, from the Gordon Hayward story, just a little, yeah, a so one, it's per- way. Perfect like, time yeah. to bring Matt back in um, on this, because now he's finally back from, uh, from Market Basket. But I don't think I can uh, unmute his mic. He's what the president of... The president of the Gordon Hayward fan club. I am stunned that you've checked in with us this quickly, Matt. I know you're you're kind of still on the move back from from shopping, but were you able to get everything that you needed? Yeah, I had you know I was hungry. I was going I was going hungry. I had to go get some food. I had I, I've been trying to avoid going to the supermarket at all costs, but I, I had to go, and I had to go outside of my comfort zone. I'm not a market basket guy, but stop and shop just wasn't cutting anymore. They don't got anything. So really. Uh, yeah, they're just limited on what they have, the selections. Market Basket, it's pretty organized, and I, I didn't – I guess I didn't know that you had to wait in a line. Like, they only have a certain amount of people go in at a time because, obviously, Market Basket is always packed, but Stop and Shop's not like that. So, different format, got caught in a line early on, so I just I – Lot yeah, I, was, I was out of my element. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you don't want to. I mean, it's 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 weird. You don't expect how when when it's barren at these places, it just changes your entire shopping experience. That's why you just got to go to Shaw's and Star Market all the time, right, Ty? And then you're all set. You have to. Yeah, those yeah, are for, always those shocked. are for free. It's, Shelves are it's, always. Full. It's also now. It's just. It's also now like a, just a process. Like it's crazy to think like you know to go to a supermarket now. How much of a process it really is. Yeah, no, it's 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 strange. I mean, try to like you said, try to go less than you normally do, but you kind of need to go more than usual because yeah, you're you eating, never, you're, you're cooking for yourself now. You're not eating out. Never That's crazy. Never. I mean, to try to to help some local businesses and get some delivery. But anyways, um, so I know that we I told you about the uh, what was it the Hayward stuff, and Ty and I were talking about it a little bit. We got off the rails. What do you think about Gordon Hayward? possibly going to Miami um, next season. Have fun. <laughs> so get you a, want them to not try and keep him? Get a tan. You No, you, I No, I don't. I don't care. I mean, if he stays, he stays. If he if he opts <laughs> in, there's nothing we can do, but if it was up to us, <laughs> Sayonara. I don't want to pay that dude 30 million dollars anymore. I'm sorry, I don't. He's not a 30 okay. million dollar player. So, let me ask you this though. If Giannis leaves, right? Then yes. the Eastern Conference becomes, I mean, it's it's not, I don't want to say wide open, but it's 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 competitive between about five teams, right? The Sixers, if they can figure it out, the Heat have proven that they're obviously legit. Um, the Nets, when Kevin Durant gets back, the Raptors, and then the Celtics. I would think that if Gordon Hayward leaves, yes, the Celtics will still be contenders in the course of things, but it's going to hurt them big time in looking at the finals picture of everything. Whereas the heat that that definitely would improve their stock. Do you or do you disagree? Well, all right. So why would it why would it decrease? Are you saying in the Eastern Conference, or are you saying in the whole picture? I would, would I would say in if Hayward leaves, I think that hurts them in general. I still think they can win the East if Giannis leaves. But if they go to the finals and they don't have Hayward, I think that would hurt them pretty substantially based on the well, way the well, West is built. All right, but what's what's Hayward bring to the table if you're facing someone in the West? What does he do? He brings you another scoring option. He brings you another playmaker. Uh, not not that you can count on. Not to. I'm not talking. Gordon, okay. Gordon Hayward exposes bad teams. He it's not like he, 
who's been balling against the, the top teams? It's it's the three guys. It's it's mm-hmm. Tatum Brown and oh Tatum Kemba and Brown. That's it. I mean, he's I'm not saying Gordon Hayward's a bum, but I I, I just believe that if he does leave, one that opens a lot more money for you, but. I, I just don't see, like, in a series against the Lakers or the Clippers, I don't know what – he's not checking Kawhi. He's not checking Paul George. No, he's, he's not. not. checking any of them dudes. But you, so don't get that, I mean, you don't get that same kind of – the thing is, though, you don't get that same kind of money that you would think you get because of him because of the way the Celtics are situated money-wise. I get, I, so, I get what you're saying. So you can't go and sign some other I, guy who maybe makes okay. half of what he makes. And you don't, don't have a – you don't have a bench scoring option. Like, look, Hayward is not one of the top three guys right now. We're all in agreement on that. But he's as a fourth scorer. That's what that's the issue the Celtics have is adjusting to what Hayward actually is, as opposed to thinking what he can be. So that's why I don't want to just say get rid of him. I'm surprised that you feel that way. I'm saying if if he wants to leave, what are you gonna? He's already has thirty million dollars. We're gonna pay him more. Why would he leave? No, you can't. No, you can, you can already pay so him more than the, my, than the Heat can, my, no matter what. Okay, so that's my point. My point, if he wants to leave and go get more money, I wouldn't fight for that. What the hell? I don't want to pay him more than we're already, we're already wasting money on him anyway. So one of the things that Hollinger, Hollinger and Jay King threw out, uh, Matt, was that they would add three more years. To the, like I think Hayward has, what, one year, $35 million left on the deal. And they proposed giving him a three-year, $60 million extension on top of that. Basically, it's a four-year, $95 million deal for Gordon Hayward to keep him in Boston for four more yeah. years. What would your uh, reaction be to that? Uh, He's going to throw up. He's going to throw up. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Four, Why year, four we... years of Hayward for $25 that... million per year. I'm done. He, he's not getting better. It's not like he's going to get better. He's already... What is he? How old is he? 29, 30? How old is he? 29, 28, I think. Yeah, he's, I mean, he is who he is at this point. I'm done waiting for him to be old Gordon Hayward. I don't think it is. It's about, it's about Tatum. It's about Brown. It's about, those are your two pillars. We've always talked about this on this podcast. Those are the two pillars you mm-hmm. build around them. And obviously Kemba is an important piece right now, but obviously after his four years are up with us, you know, he's going to be on his back nine. Right. Um, but it's it's about putting pieces around them, not Gordon. I'm I'm all set with Gordon. Gordon came in here, you know, a couple years ago, a few years, a few years ago, I should say, and yeah, he was going to be your centerpiece. But it's not it, that's not the case anymore. Jason mm-hmm. Tatum is going to be the superstar of this team, and Jalen Brown could be the other pillar, and then you just got to find another, a third piece. I don't th- I don't believe that's Gordon Hayward. I really I don't. think if you lose him for this one year next year, especially if Giannis leaves to to go to the Western Conference specifically that will set you back for that one okay. year. Okay. But my, my my only argument to Okay, yes, I agree with that it would set you back. A year. But let's let's be let's be really honest right now. If Giannis goes to Golden State, yes. what the hell is the point about finding anybody for that year anyway? This is true. What? This is actually I mean, that's very whoever true. Whoever the hell you bring in, you're not beating Giannis and the Splash Brothers. Mhm. And Maybe I'm not, not even going to bring up Draymond Green because he said he's better than Charles Barkley, which is a joke. He got bodied so, by the yeah. doc. Screw him. Oh, oh man. That's crazy. I mean, come on, bro. I can't even respect him anymore. Don't ever say you're better than Charles Barkley, bro. You can't do what Charles Barkley ever did. Come yeah. on. But anyway, was, Giannis was, and the Splash Brothers, I don't know, I don't know if you'll find another three to compete with that. So let me ask you this, Matt, because I was trying to get a uh, feel from Ty on this. Do you lose respect for Giannis? If he goes and joins them, because yes. it's not okay. Yes, 
See, thank you. Yes, I, I was like be, trying to, to give it how it's different than Durant, but no, how is it different than Durant? Only in the, I go okay, never mind. That's a stupid question because Durant lost to him and yes, should have beat them. Blah blah blah. But I, to be fair, though, I'll be fair and say like if you're going to if you're going to criticize Durant, you should cr- criticize Giannis. Not maybe not mm-hmm. on the same level, but you should criticize him because it's not like he's leaving some crappy Milwaukee team. They're the favorites in the East. Yeah, you know? I, I I lose and respect for him, Matt, because it's of all the stuff he said, right? It, exactly. It's almost like yeah. you know me. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's because we and you talked about how much we love that. Like he he's like a competitor. He's like he doesn't train mm-hmm. with other people. He's not boys with those guys. Like he's about his team, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I definitely lose respect if you go join Stephen Clay. I mean, I just you're joining just uh, two luck. stars, and you just yeah. I don't know. So let's take it back to the last dance. Like Michael Jordan clearly won titles like in the nineties and stuff. Let's say at the very end of his Bulls tenure, he wants to go win without Jerry Krause. Like he's pissed at the Bulls. Jerry Krause is pushing out Phil Jackson. Are we going to rip Michael Jordan for going to win somewhere else? Like there are other factors to wanting to leave your team besides just going to win. Like what if, what if Giannis and the Bucks? ownership have a terrible relationship uh the head coach in milwaukee who is it um I'm... budenholzer like th- like we don't there's a lot of things we don't know like with durant with durant it was very transparent like he's only leaving because he could not get over the hump that hump being the golden state warriors whereas Giannis, it's it's i don't think he could ever win a title in milwaukee i don't think it's possible so i it, for me as a guy who believes that i can't rip him for wanting to leave and win a title because i know it's impossible for him to win a title there. Kevin Durant was 48 minutes away from probably getting to the NBA Finals and then clearly doing it when he had the the Cavs in the rope. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was multiple opportunities that he could have had to win a title where he was a game, two games away from doing it. He couldn't do it. Giannis yeah. has never been that close. And so I guess I'm kind of walking back my own opinion. I, 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 I can't rip Giannis. I can't do it. If he leaves and wants to win somewhere else, he, I, I can't rip him for it like I well, would Durant. See, it's different if he wants to just leave. Because if he wants to just leave and go, it would really suck if it was Miami where he picked to go because obviously that's where LeBron was. That would just be like, come on, dude. You can't do exactly what that guy did. But if he, but Miami does make sense for him right now. If he went there, then okay, and he wants to win, then it bothers me a little bit less. But if it's Golden State, I mean, we're, we're talking about that's just giving up. I mean, it's basically saying, I want this. It's like, it's like if you're a chick and you can't find the right guy the, your entire life, and then it's like, you know what? This guy's ugly. This guy is not funny. He's he's not really that smart, but somehow he has a shit ton of money. You know what? I'm going to marry him because I can be happy that way. I'm just going to get through life on I got a couple of things to go off what Ty said. Ty, so when you brought up Jordan, though, the difference is Jordan won six rings with the Bulls. He didn't have to stay. He won. He got to the pinnacle. Right. He could go wherever the hell he wants. Giannis hasn't won anything. And then my other point to that is, though, Giannis really hasn't been there that long. I get what your point is. Like, you know, if you're with a franchise that can't get over the top, can't get over the top, can't get over the top, or whatever, and they're not bringing in the right pieces, Giannis really hasn't been there, been at the top for that long. It's not like he's been to the final. He hasn't even been to the finals yet. So I guess, right. like, if this was, like, three or four years down the road, he's been to the finals a couple times, can't get over the hump, can't get over the hump, can't get over the hump. Yeah, maybe, like, to your point, you know, you don't lose as much respect for him. He wants to go somewhere else. But I could also say, like, 
don't know, you're kind of pulling a LeBron because Jordan didn't get over the hump for a little bit, and then he finally won. That's mm-hmm. I think that's when I watch this documentary. That's true. If people don't see that shit, like if people don't understand like what Jordan went through to get to the top, that that's like everything I want in a in a, uh, a goat or a legend. Like that dude, did, it's not like it was handed to him. Took he him forever. His ass. It took. It took. A, it's not like he came in. It was. He started he was, in '84. And that's the problem I've had with LeBron. He's been dubbed the chosen one. I don't like that shit. I don't. I like people that work for their. And Jordan obviously was gifted. It's not like Jordan came in as a scrub. He was rookie of the year. Blah blah blah. But he had to learn how to win. He didn't. He didn't leave. He didn't escape. Like he he stayed with the team he was at. Obviously they brought in better pieces. Scotty got better, but he grew with that team and they finally won. And that makes mm-hmm. it real. Like when LeBron tweeted that bullshit about. Uh, Oh, when Jordan was holding his first trophy, I know that feeling. I'm like, bro, like, no, you don't know that feeling because you just went up and left and and joined two other superstars. Like, come mm-hmm. on, like that. That's not how they. Like, I don't know. If, if it's a little different, I mean, because when you look that. at and as much as Scotty was an All NBA guy, I mean, <laughs> you look at his story. I mean, it's it's not at all the same. He's not, and 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 Hor- I mean, I don't think Horace. I don't know Horace Grant's. I didn't look at his. Uh, his his stats out of college and everything, but it's just it's a it's different because they you got them through the draft. And, and you know what the other thing too, when they they obviously started the doc with with the Kobe shit, man. I'm sure that you you have some thoughts on that. But when I look after seeing how how Kobe was portrayed, him hidden his relationship with Michael, and going back and watching what Michael said at the memorial service about Kobe, I, I I'll tell you what, I honestly don't look at the conversation as. LeBron versus Michael anymore and it's not so much it's not so much because of you know they're just different players Michael and and, and Kobe were similar in their athleticism and their style of play and I I, I you're, I'm taking Michael Jordan over Kobe still but I see the similarities and how you can compare them as much as it's close there there's a lot of yeah, like I said, they're I similar mean, but M, but LeBron is physically I would say he's more physically gifted and it's different. And that's why I have a hard time comparing them now. Physically gifted than Michael? I do think so, yes. I mean, Michael Michael was physically gifted, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, but I said he's more physically I, gifted. Okay. Yeah, LeBron, yeah, can more, can Michael go like, play no, linebacker in, in a sport? In, in, okay, but I'm just saying don't, like that? don't don't sell Michael short because his athleticism was off the charts. I don't Did I say – okay, did, okay. Now right. – okay. did oh, I say he, Michael he, Jordan? Yeah, uh, you know, Michael Jordan's an athletic. Short. What? You're, you're saying his body type. Yes, right. Tal, what did I, what'd you say? I'm saying LeBron James is the greatest athlete in the history of the world. Yes. Like, he is literally the most gifted athlete in the history of mankind. Exactly. Like, that's not selling Jordan Shore. Like, LeBron is literally uncomparable. Like, I think it's, you know, it, he literally, I don't know anyone you could compare him to. He is freak athlete, super strong, no body fat, crazy good mind. Like, it's not selling Jordan Shore. He's just literally, LeBron is superior in terms of an athlete. The mind stuff, I'll question here and there as much yeah, as some I, w- I wouldn't go with the mind stuff. You're talking but about his, his yeah. body. I'm talking you like measurables. I bet you, I bet you, Michael is, is more athletic than than LeBron is. Like talking about like uh, vertical leap and how fat, like a forty yard, whatever. My, I mean, that's that's the thing is that's why Michael was also so. Hey Matt, let me let me, let me ask you something, right? Yeah. Who can jump? Who can jump higher between me and you? Just, just who can jump me. higher between me and you? No, you can't. You've never been yes. able to jump higher than me. And no, you know you can't. That's full, you're full of shit. Who's a better athlete though? Uh, 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 uh. I can't believe you just said you could jump higher, man. I think I might just hang up. What are you talking about? You know I can jump higher than you. 
Are you high right now? I've always yeah, been able to I, jump high. I think we need to have. I I, I can't I can't combine, I can't have this conversation on. on you are right. such a moron. Now you kidding is he me? Bullshit? I, yeah. I, what is he talking about? Is he bullshitting right now? Or what? No, I'm Ty, not bullshitting. Ty, 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 we can't we can't have this conversation. Oh my god, I, this is unbelievable. I literally never played ball with you guys, and I have no idea. I have no idea who to believe. Man, I can't even get off the fucking ground. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay, I I I don't want. Since when can you jump? All right. Let's. Hey, listen. I don't. I can't. I don't want to argue over who can. Whatever. That's oh fine. my God. You, you want. You want <laughs> to do that. That's that's acid. You're talking about. You're trying to tell me a baseball player has more athletic, like can jump higher than me now. Oh, get the fuck out of here! No. Now you're gonna play no. that card. <laughs> you're gonna Come play on, that Ty. card. Ty, 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 I don't. I don't gotta. If you I get don't a... gotta... No, okay. Did I say I was okay. see? But this is where he's get. This is where you get. This is where you're being an idiot. Because if you had just been patient and said, "Who's faster between the two of us?" Yeah, I, t I know the answer to that. Just like I can jump higher than you. You I cannot can... jump higher than me. This is unbelievable. Matt, yeah. could you ever dunk? We need a combine yes. day. Since when? Could, could you? Yes. Hell no. I've never seen you dunk in my life. <laughs> when have I seen you dunk in my life? I didn't know you could touch rim. Hit up, hit up anybody on our team. On our team? From yeah, high school? Go, call on. Let's get Josh on the pod. Ask him if he could. I've never seen you dunk. And that doesn't matter. I'm shorter than you too, and I can jump higher than you by so a fucking matter? inch. Come on, bro. Like by like an inch. Not even, it's not even close. Let's not Since let's not compare what? that. Oh my god! First of all, first of all, could you be more sensitive about this too? No, my I'm god. just saying. I'm not. I don't. I I'm not the one that want to argue. I just said I would hang up, so we don't have to argue about this because it's not even an argument. Okay. Well, either way, my point was so Michael can jump higher than LeBron. Well, I don't, I don't know their verticals. We'll say for the sake of argument that they can. Um, Michael's a freak athlete. Well, who's going to who's, who's physically stronger? Wow. You LeBron, think? yes, I get it. I won't I, go there I, with I, that I one because Lord will I, piss you I off just, with that too. I just get I don't I don't I guess I don't like when everybody talks about LeBron. I I'm not arguing that LeBron isn't more of a like Ty said. I think he is the like the craziest specimen on this earth. I'm just saying I, I hate when people sell Jordan short because I don't think they realize how much of a freak that dude would be even if he played in the league today. Because that's like the whole argument I hear for the LeBron uh, cocksuckers. They, they, you know, they say, oh, well, you know, Michael played against uh, all these unathletic dudes and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, Michael could play against any of the guys in this era. He's, he's as athletic or more than probably 90% of the guys that play in the league now. So you think that's what I was going for when I said LeBron was a better athlete? This is see now. This is why when you you have to consider the source tie because he's getting up. This is the same person that got upset you, about the jumping. He's, he's clearly you, delusional. How am I delusional? <laughs> you praise LeBron. But what I, and he, like, but I sell him short as an athlete? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, no, LeBron I'm saying like people that. sell Michael short. That's what I'm saying. That's we all I've been it. hearing. That's all well, I've been Ty, hearing. Ty, what were you gonna say? Time I listen, to people. They. They sell Jordan's era short. They're like, oh, Jordan played against plumbers. And, like, this clown Nick Wright, like, needs to, like, get his license removed by the FCC. Uh. Nick Wright is on the, there on Sirius XM this weekend. I think it was on Friday talking about, he's like, oh, well, why are people saying that the only sport in the history of the world that has gone backwards and athleticism is the NBA? Everyone's saying that if Jordan was in today's game, he would score 50 or 60 a game, which is what his agent, David Falk, said last week. And so Nick Wright responded to that. He's like, why do people think that, like, the game of basketball has gone backwards? Like, is it the only sport in the entire world in the history of the world 
where athleticism and competition and skill level have all gone backwards. And I'm thinking, I'm like, no, the skill level hasn't gone backwards, you idiot. They focused their talents in different areas. Mid-range was a focus. Getting to the line was a focus. Putting guys on their ass when they got to the rim was a focus. They weren't worried about efficiency and only shooting threes and layups like I think players should do if they're good at it. But my point is that Nick Wright and these guys who think LeBron would dominate the 80 and Jordan would suck now are completely wrong. I don't think either are right. I, I think – okay. The thing with well, – okay, so Nick Wright's, Nick Wright's an idiot, first of all. We've, we've deciphered this. The fact that he's getting brought up – I mean, he's – look. Yeah. LeBron would do exceptionally well in this era because forget the, the way the game has changed and how guys get prepared. The way the refs call the game now, he would take full advantage of it. He'd draw fouls left and right, and he'd be at the line. He'd have no problem getting right. offense. And he got – we saw he was getting his ass – he was getting his ass beat constantly all the time. So it's a little bit it's a little bit different like the way it's called I don't understand how it's not it's the talent the the offensive talent has gotten better through the years that's why guys say all the time that you know that there are other players who couldn't play in the league though? now you, you said I mean, you like have said have that yourself the shooting has gotten better the shooting has gotten better the the shooting sh- has the shooting. Gotten- right like my whole point though like this goes back to the root of like the efficiency stuff with Jordan like Jordan didn't shoot threes because it wasn't a part of the game. Like, they had just instituted the wine. Like, it was very new. There wasn't a, an, emphasis, an emphasis on efficiency. So, if Jordan what grew up in today's game, he would be a better shooter because he's focusing 10,000 hours of his freaking life on shooting threes. Like, there are different avenues to become a better shooter. It's not just growing up in the era. It's spending time and having the knowledge. Like, Jordan would focus I'm becoming a three-point shooter. He w- he would still do the mid-range stuff, but like yeah, I think a lot of guys would have changed. Guys, just... thirty years ago would be fine now. I don't think that like Nick oh. Wright can like, and anyone else that can say that like, oh, well, you're you're not going to be as good if you're an '80s player if you're in now. Like that's just too simple to me. That's too okay. that's too like X's and or ones and like it's too binary to me. There's a lot of nuance there. Matt, can, Matt, before you say your piece on this subject. Does does it feel like Ty is going back on a take that he had a while back, or is it just me? The mid range take? I'm not. No. no, 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 no. I mean, it just feels like he he's he has shit on basketball from the '80s, maybe as far back as as recent as last episode, and now he's changed his tune. Am I wrong? It sounds like it. Uh, okay. Historical Thank context. You. Historical context. I'm just what saying. I, I, I think 80s, 80s guys can play now for sure. Now. I've said it. I've said it a million times. You, you give them the, the training stuff that these guys have now, they'd all have it. And Larry Bird would be way better than what like, people always want to compare him to Luka Doncic. He'd be way better than that right now. Like it wouldn't even be freaking close because he because yeah. he would have all this other shit. But um, I I I totally lost where the hell we we were going with that. I'm sorry, Matt. I I didn't know what you. I think I cut you off. The, the conclusion is Nick Wright's a jackass. Is basically what it is. Matt, do you contest that? Uh, I don't. Honestly, though, it's been nice. I actually haven't li- heard Nick Wright say anything in a in a long time. I don't no, know it's really. I, I, gonna, think I, I think I blocked him. I don't or something. I don't know. That's smart. That's smart. Should we what? invite Nick Wright on next week's show? I yeah. would. I would rip him apart. He would last five minutes on the show. He'd, he'd be like, "Why am I even on here? You guys don't want to hear me I talk." I would try to fight him. You know who I can't stand though, less than Nick, more than Nick Wright. I, who I dislike more than Nick Wright, though, is Jay Williams. He, I just, this guy is just like the stuff now with Kevin Durant. He talked to Mark Berman of the New York you, Post. Wait, I'm sorry. I, you said Jay Williams, right? 
Yes. Please go off on him because I, I honestly, I'm sick of him. I can't Not to be to confused with Jason Williams, formerly of the Brooklyn Nets, no, or Jason Trump. Williams, who Matt loves, of the Grizzlies Trump. and the Kings. Um, I'm talking about the, Jay Williams. The guy that killed his limo driver. That was the Nets, Jay, Jason Williams. There's two Jason that's Williams. Right, yes. That's right. Yeah. Not, 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 um, not white chocolate. He's, not we're all good with him. Yes, white chocolate's good. Everybody, all the other Williams. Eh. So this Jay Williams of ESPN is now telling Mark Berman of the New York Post that it's not fair to, to think that Kevin Durant is going to be able to come back and put him in the postseason. It's not fair. I cannot take, like, Jay Williams is not, he's he's an entertainer, he's an analyst, he's not a journalist. I understand he's kind of in that position, but he, that's not what he is. And I understand that. But at the same time, could you make it le- a little less obvious that you are boys with Kevin Durant. Try to be objective at times, but no, every single time he's just, he's just latching himself on to, you know what? Actually, in fairness to Jay Williams, he's doing what Windhorse did. He's doing what Nick Wright did now with LeBron James or doing now with LeBron James. He's trying to build his profile up by getting tight to this one guy. And then, and then from there, you're going to be able to say whatever the hell you want. I'm sure in five years, if Jay Williams is still in this business, if someone is in a position like Kevin Durant is right now, he will be shitting on them, saying they're soft, saying guys wouldn't have done this back in their day. But no, he's carrying Kevin Durant's water. I don't know why. I mean, does Durant really need Jay Williams help? And all this shit, come on. So it's just, I'm tired of it. Just stop acting like shit and play a lot. Preach, preach, baby. I can't take preach. it, dude. Dude, I, he is, I should, he, on first take, Ty, I really want to punch him in the face. Like, he's like, I don't know what it is. He's like a, and I get it. Maybe it's just like a whole stick. I, I know he's part of Durant's thing, but like with the LeBron oh. thing now, I don't know if they like tell him to go into the show and do it, but like I watch his face and I'm like, bro, what, what's his deal? He's never he always. You, he's not always been like that. That thank you. That's my biggest right? issue. You have he's not always new, been like he's this. Like, Jay. He's like Max Kellerman of that show now. You when were good. Been like, he was good for a while. Like what? What's he? What's he been saying? Like he what's just, the most every, in, every like they'll talk about the, They'll talk about the document. Um, yeah, like the thirty. Uh, not thirty. Thirty. The Jordan stuff. And Jordan he'll Doc just now. he'll just go on about like he's pretty much so far up LeBron's ass. And Durant, he's coming out their mouth. Like, because he's like, oh, uh, I saw him, like, tweet something the other day. You know you know who the guy um, in the doc, I, I, my memory sucks. Who was the guy car- covering Jordan in the finals on the Suns? Oh, my I'm, God. I'm, so, yes. I'm, bad, I'm terrible with names. I Dennis know what you're Dembo, talking about. Dembo tweet about this afterwards telling me who it was. But I, yeah. I literally, for the life of me, because he obviously wasn't, like, this big-name player on the Suns, but he was a good defender. And oh, I think it was Jay Williams. He was right. like – Rex he was, Chapman? No, it wasn't Rex Chapman. I'll find no, it. Go ahead. No. Anyway, I think it was Mark. I think it was Mark something. But anyway, he said, oh, what would LeBron and Durant do to this guy? If, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, like – Perk said the same thing too. Who? Perk did it too. Yeah. Per, all right. So both of them did it. Because on the show, like, he was just kind of like – everything MJ has done in this documentary, he's just been like, oh, LeBron and, and Durant. Like, what would they do in that era? It's like, dude, What? <laughs> What, yeah. How far uh, – he's so far up their ass, he's coming out their mouth. That's that's It's crazy. He's like – it's it's one thing to have a, a stance on th- something, but he's so asinine yeah. in what he's saying and defending it. It's like I can't even I, – I, I cringe watching it. I can't listen to him anymore. I'm done with him. What were you going to say, Ty? Perk brought up Dan Marley. Yeah. Dan Marley. Yes. That's, that's, that's who it was. was. That's who it was. He was like Dan a good Marley. physical defender. Is that and, the guy? You know what's – you know what's crazy yeah. though, too, Ty. Sorry to cut you it off. It was good. Is 
when you watch those finals, like I hope other people too that are listening to the show, like watch how physical guys were on the ball. Like you can say, oh, watch LeBron and Durant. You can't even do that to LeBron and Durant. Like they hand check at half court. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you're playing against a cornerback in the NFL. Like right. two hands. In the NBA right. now, one hand. That's a foul. Like it's mm-hmm. so different. It was so different right. back then. The thing that with when when I watched these docs, and I already we already knew from from just history and everything. I did not know about the Drexler one as much. Um, but when you look at the guys that Michael had to beat to win his title, like that the Celtics had it in in the eighties where they had to deal with the Sixers and they had to deal with the Pistons. The Lakers had the Celtics they had to deal with on their own, and of course Hakeem later on and all these different things. But in general, you look at Jordan. He had to beat Chuck. He had to beat Patrick Ewing in the Knicks year, you know, for quite a few times. And then he has to go and beat um, the uh, freaking Clyde Drexler. He had he beat the best guys for the most part that were around at that time. So that's to me, I feel like that's kind of what shows he's better than LeBron. It's like you, LeBron's not necessarily doing that. He has to team up with a guy like Dwayne Wade and obviously Chris Bosh to go and do that. That's where. Like that to me, I think before I talk about style of play and how I don't like comparing it because they are different. I think looking at it now, it's like if you want to compare them to me, that's one of the most important things. LeBron, Michael made it where certain guys could not get rings that were studs back then. Patrick Ewing never won one. Like one of the all time greatest centers in the history of the league, like never came close, like ever came close. It was only when Michael was out of the league that he had, that he had a chance. That was it. Yeah, the, the, I know. The like, only time. I know. Like the Pacers, the Pacers and Reggie Miller, like kind of came a little bit on the back end of Jordan, but they never won. Like those were some won. damn good Pacer teams that Chuck were meeting the goal in the Eastern Conference Finals. Chuck mm-hmm. was great. Never won one. Never won one. Yep. You know? Exactly. So that's why when so that's a for me that's a big thing because there are a lot of star there are quite a few stars now that have still won during LeBron's era. I know they guys did in the early half of Michael's career, but I mean, it was for the most part three teams in the course. That he just the, the Bulls were not there yet. But when they hit their stride, you know, LeBron has hit his stride. He has not prevented a lot of. There's still been plenty of guys who did it. And, and same thing too. You throw Kevin Durant in there. Kevin Durant is an, obviously an amazing scorer and all these different things, but he's not. In, he's not in that conversation. So that's why when Park brings him up or, or Jay Williams, Park's getting on my freaking nerves. As much as he does stuff for the station, yeah, he's starting Park, to get. Park's getting back. Yeah, Park. Park's flipping too. He's just like now. He's like talking about like LeBron is the he's the goat of off the court athlete. Oh, and, and you know that what? That's, too. And you know what? That like not to get into politics. Like yeah, LeBron does a good job. But like I respected what Michael said. Like I don't think it was the best thing he's ever done. But like when you honestly don't know what you're talking about, sometimes. Saying nothing is the right thing to do. Yep. No, when he, you don't know he, what you're talking about, definitely. If he's right being course. honest, if he's being honest, if he really mm-hmm. didn't know the guy, and I get it, the other guy was like a, a real racist, like, you know, like, so obviously it, it looks bad, but I, I do respect him being open and honest about all that stuff. Um, yeah. You know, because, and, and I thought the craziest thing about this, uh, the last couple episodes too, was like the fame just like got to him and he didn't like it. And I, I put myself, I try to put myself in his shoes like, People want that stuff, but that's like suffocating. Like he he enjoyed just being in his hotel room alone because he could get to be alone for thirty minutes or whatever the hell it was. Like it's just it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah, well, to go back to Park's comment, how do you say that when you know Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali did all the stuff they did, and Jackie yeah. Robinson for that matter too? What he what exactly. he went through? So it's like you exactly. can't. I mean, look, LeBron's done a lot of good stuff, and when you look at guys who've been 
so as far as we all know, squeaky clean in the public eye. Yeah, LeBron is a great example of that. Um, but he's also, but that's because of what other guys did before him. So that's why you can't, that, that's a stupid conversation that Park's trying to have. It's not about being a goat. I, I, missed, that, doing your part. I, I missed the comment from Perk. What do you say about LeBron? No, oh, he said that LeBron's the goat off the court of all no, athletes. He yes, he tweeted that out. Yes. Yes. So. I would take Smush Parker off the court over LeBron James. <laughs> My God, what an idiot! He's talking about like the stuff for like what he does for like the community and those sorts of things. He might do some stuff. I mean, like, but he's gonna tell you he does it. That's the problem I have. Is LeBron will tell you he does all the good shit. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to complain about LeBron, but like, where was he for the first three weeks of this COVID nineteen stuff? He's in the. He was in probably the second worst location in California. For this, and he didn't say a damn thing about it for like three weeks. So this guy's supposed to be the greatest guy off the court. You think Muhammad Ali and all these great guys that, that do social justice work and use their platform for good would have sat around for three weeks? And the same guy who praised China for their communist bullshit, like Kendrick Perkins, is high. What is he talking about? Kendrick's got, drinking that same juice that that. Um... Jay Williams is, I think it's just a slightly different flavor. He's mixing a couple because he's getting on both of them. <laughs> and the same thing he's, and he put Paul Pierce, like I look, I love Paul Pierce and, but to put him in the top five small forwards of all time conversation. Yeah. That's, that's wild. <laughs> that's, that's wild. That's embarrassing. That's, that's, that's embarrassing. Wild. It's what bad. Like I, I love him, but no, you can't do that. Um, we gotta, that guy is just saying some like dumb stuff. Like Paul Pierce, top five shooting guard or small forward. Of all time, it's bad. It's really bad. I mean, but it's his perk. He's hey, he's getting. That's why he gets talked about. But looking at the doc bef- before we wrap things up, I know we've we've touched on it quite a bit here. But the big, I'm curious what the big thing was for you guys. But seeing what the Jordan Rules book was about, because we knew so yeah, Ty thought the Jordan wild. Rules was about the refs. We saw the first doc where the Jordan rules or in the doc, the first time Jordan rules get brought up, it's about the Pistons and what their rules are in defending Jordan. Then we find out the book that Ty has is actually about the rules of playing with Michael Jordan and what you had to deal with and all the bullshit. I was most stunned about, I had no idea that they, that his teammates, I was always wondering why is, did Horace Grant not stay with the Bulls past that? And guys are saying he got jealous. He didn't like being behind Mike. And, and it just shows you if that's the case, how amazing Scotty Pippen is and how, why I have so much respect for him. Scotty's like, the OG. You, I mean, to be a Robin like that is ridiculous. That's that, that, like, that, that takes swallowing quite a bit of pride. And again, when you talk about the selfishness that we've touched on, it bothers me less than him than it does with most people as much as he was being selfish because of that. But the Horace Grant shit, the fact that those guys think he was the rat for that book, that's dude, that's got to suck. I mean, I, I don't know if he is the only one. BZ Armstrong didn't seem to think so, but he had to have contributed a little bit. Don't you guys think? That's a real small room. Those guys all talk to, to this day and they, they knew probably instantly, like who's talking to Sam Smith? Like, like Jordan might've a little bit, but like who's telling him these details? They probably, you know, three or four guys. Nowadays you would have a group chat. It'd be super easy to, but I guarantee they were all calling each other up. Like, Who's talking to Sam Smith? Who's talking to Sam Smith? It's probably very easy to point out, you know, after uh, elimination, uh, eliminating some people who would talk to him. Because some guys don't ever talk to the media and some guys buddy up to the media. So I'm sure it wasn't hard to figure out. It was Horace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Snake. Well, so you, yeah, so you think he was too. What, what was your big takeaway, Matt, in all this? Uh, I, I think, I mean, I think I already kind of mentioned it, like just how, mm. I mean, obviously the gambling thing was too, was kind of crazy. Because actually when I really look at it, I think he's being honest when he says he has like, he's not a gambling problem. It's a competitive problem. Because for a guy like that's that good at his craft, like when you're playing other things like golf, like what gets the best out of him? He just wants to, it's money. He wants mm-hmm. to take your money. That's what it, that's what the crazy. It wasn't like he wanted to win. Like he already had millions of dollars. He just wanted to take your money. <laughs> the way yeah. he said it like that, I was like, he really just has like a real competitive ass problem. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah, I thought that, 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 was, that was up there. I, I mean, obviously, I was kind of emotional at the Kobe part, mm-hmm. um, just because I, I. It's just crazy to think that he's actually gone, but. Um, I don't know. I just I, I thought overall again it's been it's been a pretty good document. And I I I I will be sad when it's over. That's for sure. Ty, um, anything that you're looking for from next for next week's one? So that would be seven and eight. I would like to see more about Jerry Reinsdorf. He's getting a pass oh. in this whole thing. Like, <laughs> agreed, talking, agreed. It's not, yes, it's not it's not going to happen. Like this guy is. An abysmal owner. He is a <laughs> worthless piece. Of, he's he's a worthless piece of shit. Like he is literally sitting there. He uh, okay. Probably when the time that he filmed all these scenes of the Last Dance, he didn't know Jerry Krause was dead. It was probably before that when Jerry Krause died in like what 2017, 2018. But he is literally sitting there t- putting it all on Jerry. You own the fucking team, you moron. <laughs> if you didn't want Phil Jackson to go. You get rid of Jerry Krause or you say, I sign your paychecks, you asshole. I want the most successful coach in the history of this city to stay and you're going to be gone. And Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf acted like he had no, had like no power in this whole thing. He's like, oh, well, you know, Jerry Krause and Phil had a little bit of an issue. And then, <laughs> you know, and, and, and Jordan was, you know, kind of doing his own thing. And, and Scotty, we had him on the eight year deal. So we're not going to repay him. Because, it's like, you moron! You have the greatest franchise in up to that point in the history of sports, probably without considering the Celtics. Whatever the different era, it's a different debate there. But yes. Jerry Reinsdorf acts like he had no control over the end of the Bulls dynasty, and it's all on Jerry Krause. It's all on Jerry Reinsdorf. I don't care about Jerry Krause. This, this guy, Jerry Krause, was a yes man for Jerry Reinsdorf, and Jerry Reinsdorf was a doormat and let it all happen. If- so for him to sit wow. there and be like, oh, well, you know, it was Jerry Krause that ended the dynasty. No, motherfucker. It's all on you. <laughs> it's on you. You went I, cheap. You ended, the, you ended the dynasty too early. You fired Bill Jackson. You hired a cheap-ass, unproven head coach in Tim Floyd. You got rid of Michael Jordan. You drafted early in the draft Tyson Chandler and Eddie Curry. They flamed out. You were okay with selling out the United Center for five straight years before you fired Tim Floyd's ass. And so for you to sit up there on your high horse, act like you did nothing with the end of the Bulls dynasty, blows my mind. And I know this is a pro-Michael Jordan documentary and Jerry Krause is dead. So I know that there's nothing that's going to shit on Jerry Krause going forward, or Jerry Reinsdorf going forward. It's all on Jerry Krause because the man can't defend himself. He's dead. Mm-hmm. If, if you, it's if, so maddening. It's all on Reinsdorf. It's not I, I, I think you make, I think you make a good point. Like if, if he was a good owner, obviously, listen, I, I think Kraus gets – like, after I've been watching this, Kraus made a lot of great moves. Yeah. You know, he was good at what he did. But when, if you're an owner, once you saw his ego take over, you got to get his ass out of there. Like, because at the end of the day, who's more important, yeah. Jerry Kraus or Michael Jordan? 
or Jerry right. Krause or Scottie Pippen. Like, dude, you're an ass. You're that. Own, I mean, the ownership is a joke. Like, you're, you're Phil totally Jackson right. too. More important. Yeah, it's Phil Jackson too. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Those three guys were what you needed. Cross was important and all of it, but you needed to keep those three together if you wanted to keep it going. Yeah, and you're once they lose the divide, get rid of get rid of Kraus. Sorry, Ty, you're that. so right on this because when I look at this doc, it's like you know we all look at Kraus, Reinsdorf. I knew you had a problem with Reinsdorf. I knew other people had a problem with Reinsdorf from from Chicago, and it's an honestly, the owner. He sucks. Yes, and it, after the worst watching owner it, in Chicago. I've been like, ah, eh, he's fine, whatever. Yeah, he's not as bad as everybody makes him out to be. No, you're right. He in the end, you just think about it like a if you have a brain and you think about it. He's as much to blame as Krause, if not more so. Oh, wow, this I think this is, I think there's a healthy exercise for all of us. Um, it's frustrating because it's like that's not this whole Michael Jordan documentary is like not the truth. It's like a hundred percent from like the brain of Michael Jordan. He's the executive director of The Last Dance. This is the story Michael Jordan wants you to hear about how the Bulls dynasty ended. It's not right. the truth. Though a lot of it's factual and it's truthful. But, like, there, this is not told from an objective point of view. This is from Michael Jordan, who, like, is the executive director. This is his life story, and he wants it to be told a certain way, and he's it's going to have it told more, that way. It's definitely more Michael Doc, but, I mean, Michael was the Bulls. But, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a slant towards him. It would be interesting if Cross was still alive. I wonder how – I right. wonder if like, that's why he was open to it too. But one, one more big question that I have is Jason Hayer, the guy who is the director of this uh, Last Dance documentary, who by the way is from Canton, Mass. So I'd love to get him on EI or on the podcast. Mm. But Jason is the director, and and I dug up his timeline from like he doesn't tweet all that often, so it's not like he did like a bunch of homework on him. But if you go to his timeline, someone asked him about did Michael Jordan's father was he killed because of Jordan's gambling issues? And he basically replied to that guy and said, like, that is patently false. He was mm. not murdered because of the gambling stuff. That will be coming out in the 2018 documentary. That wow. was three or four years ago when he was asked about it. And huh. now the documentary has been pushed back from now. And now we're seeing halfway through what's going on. So yeah. we, have four, we have four episodes to figure out if, or to really see if this documentary, Jordan, the executive docu- the producer of the documentary, if his father was murdered because of his gambling stuff. You think yeah. it's gonna happen? No fucking chance. It should. No, that, I don't think it will. But that now is the time to do it. They went into it more than I thought they would have last episode. It wasn't a lot, but it was more than I would have thought. This is these next two are where to do it. All right, we. If there's nothing else that you guys take from this episode, it's that I jumped but, higher than Matt, no matter what and, he says. And, and we will talk. Well, well and, go ahead. Matt. And oh, actually, Ty, I wanted to read you this before we left. This is this is from one of our teammates from high school. He said. Uh, I asked him, I said, <laughs> I said, do you think Nick could jump high in high school? He goes, laugh my ass off. He could not jump higher than you. I think I saw him touch the rim once. That's He's so full of him. shit. He sweat your fucking dick, yeah. that's why. That's full, you're hey, full of hey, bullshit. Hey, I'll go on fucking. That's what I told no, you. We'll, we'll, make a, we'll make a fucking video <laughs> next time you come back here. How's that sound? I'll fucking out jump you right now. I don't fucking care. So full of shit. Two feet, one feet. This is a bunch uh, of bullshit. We'll talk to you guys next week. I told you. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some.